0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Hyperion Hub, your meeting place for all things Disney. Now your hosts. Hello and welcome to the Hyperion Hub, your meeting place for all things Disney. I am John Alois and at the table joined by Sean Daggenhart, That's true. And John Redling Schaefer.
1: That's also true.
0: Before we get the show started, I want to remind you we are on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter at Hub Hyperion. You can email us. We would love to read your emails on the show. Go ahead and email us at podcast at HyperionHub.com. Usually, we like to start the show off with our Disney views, but we're going to save that for the end of the show today. And instead...
2: I can't handle it. Now. I'm going to I'm throw nervous.
0: out. I'm going to throw out a little disclaimer... You know, we here at Hyperion Hub Quarters,
1: uh, Uh (laughs) we
0: like to we like to keep things positive. We like to, if we're going to be critical, we we are. I think we're pretty fair, and I think we're going to try to be fair today. A lot has happened with the Disney Company, and in particular in the theme parks. And today we're going to talk about an announcement that came out a couple of weeks ago, and in the Disney community, it's pretty controversial. So it is called Disney Genie and Disney Genie Plus. And I'm going to throw it over to John to give you kind of the basics, the background. And we'll probably talk about this throughout throughout the show as far as the basic... Uh, app version and genie plus so john why don't you tell us what the disney genie is i
1: will thank you john and i will also say that you know we also realize there's a lot of important things going on in the world itself as well but you know sometimes a nice distraction is, is a good thing and so we saw a press release come out from the disney company saying this disney genie service is to reimagine the guest experience. Those of you that have been to Disney World in the most recent past obviously know about the My Disney Experience app. Well, apparently, Disney is going to add to the experience with a Disney Genie service. They say it's going to maximize your park time by, in essence, letting you plug in where you wanna go, what rides and attractions interest you, and it's gonna try to map out your day based on wait times and other things. Apparently, it's gonna just kind of automatically show you what you can and can't do with what your planned itinerary is, based on wait times and the like. You're gonna get itinerary updates based on the wait times. You're gonna be able to, apparently, have an even more friendlier user interface about finding your favorites, a little more flexibility, but it's the add-ons that I think are gonna be the most controversial.
0: Yeah, before we get to that, let's talk about this. So, essentially, this is what uh, you know, many apps have d- been doing for a long time, like, uh, the unofficial guide, uh, th- those types of, uh, places who help you plan out your trip, right. And, mm-hmm. and help you plan out your day, uh, heading to the most popular attractions at the right times so that you can try to avoid the crowds. Um, Disney as part of the, my Disney experience app, I can't think of what the one in Disneyland is called, but, but both apps, um, have given you ride times throughout the throughout the day. So, I do think this part of the announcement is probably a good thing. Disney looked at what was happening and outside of their walls and they said, you know, we should probably provide that type of service.
2: Yeah, and I know a lot of the travel planners, the one we use in particular, will do as much or as little as you want. She kind of gets to know you and what your plans are and, you know, the top attractions you want to visit. And it really helps just kind of plan your day. But I know some people like the spontaneity, and especially if they've been before, I wouldn't want to do that on my first trip. But, you know, if you've been a lot, you kind of know what you want to do and maybe enjoy just walking around and, you know, not having as much structure.
1: Well, and that's what they're saying this is going to do. It's going to take it to the next level. I mentioned attractions and rides, but it's also apparently going to tie in your character meet and greets. You know, just touring particular areas by theme. If you want to look for all Pixar related things, all Star Wars related opportunities. In theory, it sounds like a good process. But again, when we go, my wife has already prepared the spreadsheet. You know, how dated is this? Think about this. We have our fast passes, we have the spreadsheet, we base our day based on whatever fast passes we could get. Well, now that's completely out right. the window. You had mm-hmm. your fast passes. Yeah. All right. So well, you're let's still go not over with... it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to they the free.
0: <laughs> let's go to the next part. So the Disney Genie Plus. Now
1: you have to understand I'm going to read the actual release. So no. I, I, I'm saying it with a smile on my <laughs> yeah. face, gentlemen. For even more convenience and flexibility, there are two other options for enjoying our theme parks. Through a queue, we are introducing called the Lightning Lane Entrance. That also saves you time in line. ka Yeah, so, exactly. Ka-ching. There's that aspect, too. <laughs> available for purchase is the Disney Genie Plus service. Now, this is actually something that's going to be available at Walt Disney World and Disneyland. For the price of $15 per day at Disney World and 20 per day per ticket, at both of those, at Disneyland, choose the next available time... To arrive at a variety of attractions and experiences using and experiences using the Lightning Lane entrance. You can make one selection at a time throughout the day, from classics like Haunted Mansion to thrill rides like Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, and newer favorites like Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. This convenient option is the next evolution of the fan favorite Disney Max Pass service from Disneyland Resort. This will include Disney Parks-themed audio experiences and photo features to capture your memories, augmented reality lenses for those visiting Walt Disney World. Okay.
0: So just so you know, did you ever use MaxPass no. in Disneyland? Uh-huh. So MaxPass was the paid FastPass service that they had in Disneyland. I think it started at like $10. Maybe by the time it was gone, it was 18 or something like that. And that was per ticket per day. And we went when we went in 2017... Uh, I will say it was a nice convenience if we wanted to use it. We never ended up using it. We were in Disneyland for five days, so we never felt we needed to use it. Had we been there, uh, you know, had had every day been like that last day we were there, which was a Friday, we would have ended up purchasing it. But it would have been an extra $40 every day.
1: Are you saying that just because Disneyland doesn't have the lines that Disney World does?
0: No, they just had Max Pass for some reason and Walt Disney World didn't but they also had they also had this was the difference now the free fast pass option mm-hmm. okay at each not every attraction but at Most each attraction that had fast pass but they had the traditional fast pass so you went to the attraction you fed in your ticket, Mm-hmm. And then you got out a cardboard ticket, you know, okay. a hard, a hard paper ticket. Um, so it was the old traditional fast pass system that they had at Walt Disney World, and you can use it. Uh, you know, as soon as one was out, you could go use another one. But you had to hike around the park to do that. With was the that max
2: unlimited then with the max pass?
0: Uh, I'm not sure. We never did it, okay. so I'm, I'm not sure. But with max pass, I could be. Uh, all the way in the corner by guardians of the galaxy and get an attraction, get a uh, reserve, a ride time in Tomorrowland in Disneyland. So I didn't have to be even in the same park and you could, you could, huh. it was a great option and, and pe- a lot of people utilized it and many didn't, you know, because you still had the free fast pass system. All right.
1: Well, you'd think maybe that's where we end right okay.
0: well let's talk about this hold on let let's before we move to the next part before
1: john gets even angrier
0: so i think we all knew this was coming right
1: oh well, yeah obviously
0: when fast pass first came out uh i think the first trip jolie and my wife and i went to in 2000 there were no fast passes yet i think it came out in the early 2000s maybe 01 something like that um, and we started using it the second we went back to walt disney world and people thought You know, people who didn't invest time in in learning about it thought we purchased it. Because you purchased these types of services in every theme park that you went to. Six Flags, Universal. They all had these front-of-the-line type deals. And you paid for them. Now, what was great about Disney is it was part of your package. It was part of your service, you know? And I think eventually we all thought someday... They're going to charge for this, you know. Um, I did anyway. Well, and they had
1: started to do that even on the, uh, what was it, the concierge level. There was the additional passes you could buy at certain resorts. So you would have the three allotted to you. But if you were a concierge level or something, hmm. they for an extra 75 bucks, you could get three more that yeah. day. Yeah,
0: and the original FastPass was unlimited. As long as you didn't have one in standing, you could use them all day. Mm-hmm. Then they came up with FastPass Plus. And this to me kind of really killed the system in a lot of ways because they made every attraction fast pass available and they created inflated demand. So Pirates of the Caribbean has never been more than 15 minutes when you're waiting for it, you know, growing up um, because it's it's constantly moving. I know that people are loading and unloading boats, but there's two tracks that come together and it was always just kind of a walk through to get to it. Um, a lot of attractions were that way. Journey into Imagination was always a walk-on. After Fast Pass Plus started and you would reserve your ride times, they there were two separate lines, so they held people back, and it created lines, you know? Pirates of the Par- Carri- Caribbean is all of a sudden 45 minutes to an hour, you know, mm. to an hour and a half. Journey into an Imagination is like 20 to 40 minutes, you know? So it, it 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 really damaged the system in my opinion. A lot of people don't like fast pass in general because they think it slows down the standby line. And it does. But you still you're waiting in two lines essentially, right? You're waiting in one line while you're virtually waiting for the next attraction you're going to go on, as soon as you get on this one, you're going to walk right to the front of the line on the next one. So you are gaining time and spending more time doing other things.
1: Well, and was that compounded, say, for example, in Epcot, where there are certain rides that you were eligible for Fast Passes for, but if you chose that one, that automatically excluded you from others. The different tiers. Right, the various tiers. Well,
0: FastPass Plus did that. Right. Yeah, they created a tier system. Right,
1: but I'm saying that also added issues, because all of these people that yes. selected one we're now yes. excluded from the other and mm-hmm. vice versa. Yes.
0: Uh, there were, I had a lot of problems with with FastPass Plus. Again, knowing that paid FastPasses are on the way. We knew eventually they'd get there. Then they do what they did in Disneyland Paris. And I feel sorry for those people because it became a testing ground and they started charging per attraction for those for those FastPass opportunities. And they weren't cheap. They're like 18 euro and I don't know what that Mm. is, how that translates, but it's like between 15 and 18 euro per attraction. And to me, now you're going back to those ticket books that Walt created, except it's no longer a dollar 50 to get into the park. (laughs) You know, it's almost a hundred, it's almost 150 to $170, depending on the day. If you have park hoppers, that's even more so. We knew this was coming. I'm I'm kind of okay with $15 extra. Um I don't like it. Nobody wants to pay more than what they, you know, for for something that they used to get. With a family of six. Exactly. Right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I think
1: a couple of us exactly. can appreciate that.
0: Especially when it was free. Yes. You're taking it away. And that's all my
1: kids have known. You mentioned the, the shift in 2000, 2001. Yeah. Well, obviously. That was before. Yeah. yeah. We're married in 02. We start having kids. Our first trip is in 12 or 13. That's yeah, all that's we've known. Is.
0: I know. It's an extra $60 for us a day. And it's, you know, 90. I mean, exactly. So. I get it. it. It it stinks completely, but I could. It was. We knew it was coming.
1: I, yeah, I don't think it. To finally have it here was the pill to swallow. I yeah. don't think anybody was caught by surprise.
0: The next part was there. The you surprise. go. Yeah. There
1: you go. So
0: well, thoughts on that? First of all, I know it. It stinks, right? I mean, and, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So we've talked about the genie plus part. Well, there's another bullet point in this press release. There are now also individual attraction selections, same parentheses, available for purchase. Now you can schedule a time to arrive at up to two, quote, highly demanded attractions, close quote, each day using that same lightning lane entrance, like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train at Magic Kingdom, subject to limited availability, attractions not included with Disney Genie Plus. (laughs) Pricing for this option will vary by date, attraction, and park, and will be announced closer to launch. What did you just hear in there? Value dates, premium dates, super ultra premium dates, Christmas, New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. for the rides that your family wants to ride every time you're there.
0: This feels like you're just taking advantage of people in this. At that point, um, you can you can try to paint. Uh, improving guest experience by charging for fast passes so that not everybody does it. And now you have some sort of, you know, you don't have to do it every day, but maybe on Tuesday, we know it's going to be a little more crowded. We don't get the Genie Plus today, but we get it tomorrow. Now, when you start, you start upcharging for the best attractions, you're clearly just doing it because you know you can. Yes, it's, it's not about improving the guest experience, in my opinion. And I've also heard a rumor, um, and and you know, take it for what it's worth. I trust this site, uh, but Jim Hill actually reported the rumor is it's going to be anywhere between five and twenty-five dollars for those upper echelon e-ticket attractions. Times six. Crazy.
1: That's a, another park ticket. Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's another part. And
1: and I love the counter that you hear to this. Well, then just go stand in line. Yeah. It, well, okay. I get it, but are you kidding me?
0: I you know the 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 response has been the most negative response I've ever seen yeah. from Disney fans.
2: And we knew it was coming.
0: And, and and we knew it was coming, right? Except for that second part. I think that really ticked a lot of people off. Well, yeah. Well, See, me... a la carte, that's how they said it. I love those guys at D23, the podcast, but they had the story way late into their podcast. They ran through it really quick and then they also said there's also an a la carte option. So that's how they kind of paint this. So
1: it's getting the60 dollar steak and then the20 dollars baked potato on t- yeah, so mm-hmm. so here's here's my thought. you know, there's a whole bunch of thoughts actually running through my head, but okay, you hear the well, you can just stand in line. But when you think about it, you're right. These are the attractions that, and and I know we're trying to introduce virtual cues and all of this stuff on top of it. But what I can't wrap my head around is the timing. We're supposed to do it the day of.
0: How do you plan your yeah, trip? Seven a.m. Right. Yeah. How do you plan your trip? Yeah. For a group of people who plan. Right. <laughs> uh, so that in-law trip we talked about
1: for me on maybe episode three when yeah. we thought we were going to go, that's next summer. Yeah. You don't just shift 17 people Yeah. Right. like that yeah. in the morning. Well, and yeah. the earliest you can purchase it is, I think,
2: midnight right. the day of. And I don't know if there's a limited supply right. or what. But so while you're getting your kids, getting them up to try to get to rope drop and getting them fed and hair combed and... Trying to figure out the bus schedule. Right. And you've designated and...
1: this on your itinerary as the Hollywood Studios Day. Right. Well what if Hollywood Studios doesn't have the availability? Now but and then I bought our tickets are only good for Hollywood Studios.
0: Yeah. You know? Because you have what, a reservation. Because
1: we have the reservation. I mean, it's just gonna compound the, the
0: insanity. It it really feels like uh any it it it's I hate to use this term, but it just feels like nickel and diming and it's not it is nickel and diming, but it adds up for a family of six. Mm-hmm. And, and, and once again, I, I just don't see how the guests benefit from this at all. Here's the thing. We don't know what this looks like until it gets rolled out. True. And again, the publicity, oh, the media publicity. So this is the New York times the morning it came out. Disney World in Florida is permanently retiring its free line-skipping FastPass system and will charge $15 a person for the privilege and added cost for what is already an expensive destination. That's a headline in the New York Times, and it's not alone. The the media coverage on this, they have completely bashed Disney, and, and the responses have been, horrific from the guests i think there's always like one person who thinks that this is a great idea and i don't know if they're just stirring the pot or if they truly think it's a it's a great idea but there's always like one for every 400 comments Mm -hmm. you know and you can really go down a rabbit hole I, i
1: heard but i i just i get so hung up on the math you know as a family of six let's take your typical magic kingdom day for us i assume my guess, we're gonna to want to do a Space Mountain or a Big Thunder Mountain. Okay, there's ninety bucks. We're we have to, you know, if you have one Magic Kingdom day on your trip, maybe even if you have two, there's gonna be either the same day or the other day, the individual attraction selection for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Let's assume that's twenty bucks mm-hmm. a person. So again, like you said, Sean, this is another park ticket. Ticket, Yeah, and 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 in the end,
0: look, Disney fans are extremely loyal, and yes, we, and we pay for upgrades. We do. We do for VIP tours or things that are uncommon when it's to ride the attractions.
1: That's your, yeah, exactly. That's why you're there. It's your bread and butter. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) And I've found myself defending,
2: you know, ticket price raising, you know, because I expect that. And I expect the customer service that they provide. And that's what they're known for. And I will gladly pay for that experience of the magic that they're creating. But then when it starts getting like this,
1: I, I'm with you 100%, and I have heard from several long-time Disney apologists, we'll guess we'll kind of group them into, they're, they're rethinking their next vacation. I mean, this is not, maybe not just this alone, but it's still in the back of my mind. When I talked with my wife about this, we thought, you know what, maybe we'll just do Disney's Vero Beach. Now, it's still mm-hmm. a Disney property, but maybe we'll just go to Vero Beach or Hilton Head again. We may not just go to the parks.
0: When we went to Universal, I mean, we stayed on property, so we got that front of the line pass mm-hmm. for free. I mean, there are actual perks, not a half hour. You can get into the park a half hour early, yeah, yeah. if you're staying on property. And I don't mean to scoff at that, but really, I mean thirty minutes. You know, um, it takes some people that long to walk to the <laughs> other side of
2: the
1: park to get. Yeah. Where if you're they staying want at the Grand go. and you don't want to take the boat or the monorail, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's really too bad because uh, it's been a rough couple of weeks. I mean, we've had <laughs> when well, the Cubs completely gave up on their season, and no, gutted no. their team, and now we've got you know the paid fast passes. So you know <laughs> Disney in general has had a really pretty tough year, and um, well, and, and that's what I
1: was going to say. So you know, Sean mentioned earlier that you know we we defend, but this reaction was almost instantaneously negative. Is that just because of what I'll say kind of we're seeing as a trend from Disney or more controversial actions and steps, you know, starting with the end of uh, Magical, Magical Express, Express. Ex- well, as we all can It's repeat. kind of been a
2: cumulative thing right. with, I mean, attractions breaking down, well, um, yeah. monorails breaking down, which you expect that.
0: I don't know if, if we know more about that because of the Internet. I'm not sure. But it does seem like it's been a lot more lately. Right.
1: Well and, and okay, I also want to give them the benefit of the doubt. When twenty twenty, you know, Disney took a lot of heat for yes. furloughing what, 40,000 employees. Right. I try to, you know, having friends that are cast members, I try to sympathize yet also try to think of it in a business sense of what that year meant. But I know that didn't help in the in, in the in the media or in the mainstream consciousness of this big bad company anyway. So all of these money grabs and things like that, is that all just amplifying to this fever pitch here with, with the nickel
0: and dime? I think so. I think that's, you know, when you look at the Magical Express, when I see defenders online say, you know, it was never free, you always paid for it. Well, okay, show me where that money's coming back then because prices are going up mm-hmm. and that service was removed. And now you have to pay for that service. Right. And for all of you who don't know, Magical Express is the shuttle service from the airport to the, the uh, property and to your hotel. And then they'll bring your luggage over later if you want to go to the parks as soon as you get there. Um, it was a free service for a, over a decade. And uh, it was, you know, it was just one of those extra perks that Walt Disney World provided that you don't get when you go to other vacation destinations
1: and now replaced with a bus service in 2022 for a nice fee through the mirrors company right it's
0: 100 yes. what, what is it 30 bucks a and mirrors was the company
2: trip. disney licensed yeah. for magical yeah. express right. yeah. so. so
1: we'll just repaint the bus yeah. right
2: <laughs> and i don't mind paying more money if the quality there like right. i said earlier but when you see things that have been reported recently like a DJ playing Miley Cyrus at the train yeah. station. In this 1900 e- turn-of-the-century
0: plaza. <laughs> yes. I mean, what animals on, animals. on
2: earth? I mean, what are people thinking? That is not properly themed. No one wants that as they're leaving the park. That, that has bothered me most, I think.
1: And, and I don't know how to say this without sounding like an elitist, but it really is dropping the... I don't know even how to, I want to say this, but dropping the mystique, dropping the yeah. aura to a, oh. you know, kind of run-of-the-mill theme park. Yeah. yeah.
0: For me, it's it's theme room ru- ruining. You know, it was the wrong yeah. place Sh- for sure, it. For, yeah. Um, and, you know,
2: I, t- A special event, an after-hours yeah. dance party yeah, kind of thing, right? Right. You would expect that. Or, right. Yeah, right,
1: like a Tomorrowland little, because right. th- th- they did that with the Incredibles. As yeah.
2: your kids are falling asleep in the yeah. stroller. Some <laughs> dude screaming, happy birthday!
0: Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the fans were vocal, and he didn't last very long.
2: Well, and they took him off like 10 minutes before he was supposed to go on. Yeah, I mean, he was set up, ready to go, right. and then all of a sudden, gone. That's poor management. That very poor management, yeah. which is concerning.
1: Well, <clears throat> let's not even get started with the most, I suppose tragical part of this is the rumor that the phasing out of the pog juice at the various restaurants. <laughs> now you know, from what
0: I understand, uh, that is supposedly just because of a supplier issue. Well,
1: but. but, you know, I will say, you know, Sean, you mentioned the pushback. We, we heard, you know, when Ohana took away the noodles, you thought that that had ended the world too. And guess what came back? The noodles. So <laughs> maybe there's some fans of that DJ that are going to have him brought, back, brought right back. You never know. But... It, it now is the time to, to voice the complaint, but I just don't know if it's going to fall on deaf ears. Did uh, that? Did the last name
2: of the DJ match anybody that might be in leadership or anything? It w- <laughs> would be interesting to look at the uh,
1: corporate uh, structure uh, ladder there, yeah.
0: Please, Uncle Stan, I just want to do this. All right, I promised your mom. <laughs> um The, uh, we, we talk about the overuse of IP. Uh, yeah, it feels like there's, there's really no reason to bring some of the decorations that have been added to some of the hotels outside of you're trying to attract more people to that hotel. Well, that's not, I mean, they are trying to do that, but I don't know. I just don't I can think... tell
1: you what they're trying to do because if you're trying to attract a young family to go to the Mo- the Polynesian sponsored by Moana, young <laughs> families aren't going to be, you know, that's a lot of money to yeah, stay at the right. poly. So yeah. your younger families aren't going to stay there. Yeah. We wouldn't have
0: You know, look. There's there's some people who think uh, every square inch of the place should look like Disney, and those are those are fans who uh, love Disney. And I'm not going to discredit them. Well, haunted
2: mansion didn't look like Disney when it was created, but it has become. Well, that's a whole part of the fabric. So unlike the other hotels, they don't create anything
0: that's brand new uh, storytelling right now in the theme parks. Right, everything's based on films. Um, or TV shows or whatever. The other thing that's kind of bothering me is the 50th anniversary. Everything that we're seeing reflects the last five years in animation right. mm-hmm. and, and uh, very popular and successful intellectual properties. Disneyland got a, a, a brand new fireworks show hosted by julie andrews who talked about the history of the theme park and they actually played music from attractions that don't exist anymore and we're getting you know raya and coco you know what i mean which great movies don't get me wrong but i wouldn't mind reflecting during an anniversary that's what you do well right. and i right.
2: saw there's going to be a special on abc on october 1st looking back at and okay. the the headline was you know christina aguilera to perform at the whatever mm-hmm. i'm like no i want history yeah. i want legacy well we'll see
0: i i who knows maybe she'll sing be. something right. about mr toad you never know <laughs> but, right <laughs> she's gonna wear a uh <laughs> what, what was the what, save mr Toad or save toad what was the uh, well, i think yeah. it's still out there i think there. it's still out there but <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you're right, I mean, it, it's this weird carnival atmosphere, you know, they've, um, I saw a picture just recently on, on Small World, the the numbers 5 and 0 are painted with a little extra red trim, because now 50 is going to be kind of mm. like the new hidden Mickey, as you see mm. it around the park. Okay, that's the neat part, right. but then what are you doing to celebrate the history? Right. You know, putting a 50 on the front of the castle over the clock, okay, that's neat. Putting extra bunting that falls off once in a while—that that's neat too. Sorry, maybe I'll just take a break here. <laughs> we're all having our moments here. I can, you know, the peaks and valleys. But
2: well, and I think the whole reason we're having this conversation is because we love Disney so much. And anybody that's you know listened to any episode of this podcast knows that. And it's I don't want to say hurtful. But, you know, we wonder, I mean, we're not in those meetings. We're not aware of every decision and every facet that has to be considered in making these decisions. But as diehard fans, you know, we're starting to question things. And that is sad for me and I'm sure for you guys as well.
0: Yeah, it, it's tough because we love the theme parks. We love the, the content. I, I'll be honest with you. I check out every single thing on Disney+. Plus. I might not watch it you know, the full series all the way through, but I watch everything just to see where they are, what their message is, where they're heading as a company in that platform. And, and I, I think they're putting out high quality entertainment all over the board. And uh, they're very diverse as far as ages from, you know, they have everybody, they've mm-hmm. got them <laughs> from, from two to 102. They they've got you. We're all Disney fans and we're loyal don't take advantage of us. Right. Right. Who knows?
1: Maybe in six months, six weeks, six days, we'll be in much better moods because something has changed or something has become a little more clear.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but it is. It's just kind of been a constant stream of negativity, not necessarily generated directly by the company, but it does. It, hit after hit, after a while, it does start giving you a bruise.
0: So now it's time for our Disney views. And I thought we could kind of cleanse the palate, go around the room. Let's remember why we love Disney. So, let's start off. uh, And 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 I know you guys don't. You haven't thought about this. Go with your gut. Okay. This is coming to you very live. I can tell you right now that each one of these answers, for the most part, I could give you a different answer tomorrow. It just depends on what type of mood I'm in. Let's start with favorite park moment, favorite theme park moment. And we we'll start with Sean since. That's an easy one. Bag, uh, but...
2: Very first trip with the girls and getting picked as the first family yeah. in Magic Kingdom.
1: Mine's actually a, a dining experience. When we went on our first trip, my son, my youngest son, who was maybe a year and a half, was just mesmerized by the princesses walking around at Akershus, the uh, princess character meal at Norway in the World Showcase. And when Snow White turned the corner, his eyes lit up and she... Mm-hmm. Immediately formed a connection and planted a huge kiss on his cheek, and the pictures of him with a huge lipstick mark on his cheek is something I'll always treasure. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mine, of course, is the uh, the time I proposed to my wife in front of the castle. Well, that's good the answer. official answer. answer. Okay, that's the official one. What's the real one? Yeah. There's your There's your beauty pad. <laughs> Hi, Jody. <answer>. Thanks <laughs> for listening. <laughs> uh, favorite film moment. And I can go first, unless Mary you're Poppins
2: da- feed the birds. Ooh, that's good. Th- that moment when that, she's
0: putting them to sleep. Yep, that's good. <laughs> Go ahead, John. Um, again, top of my head, when Aladdin frees the genie. I, I, we don't see it coming. You know, genie's overwhelmed. It's a pretty emotional moment. Uh, Robin Williams was awesome in that scene.
1: I want to go even newer. I love the message of Zootopia when they set up uh, the, what do you call her, the assistant mayor, the, <laughs> what, I can't think of her name, Bellwether, mm-hmm. right? Just the the messaging in general about the undercurrent of inclusion, not stereotyping certain types of, in that instance, animals, uh, and then finally realizing that there can be sinister people lurking everywhere, but good always prevails. I just love that
0: part. That's good. Favorite Disney non-trip, non-movie moment. So just a Disney moment that doesn't include the movies or the parks.
2: Meeting and getting to know Richard Sherman.
0: That's, that's pretty awesome. The podcast.
1: Oh. <laughs> huh? Is that good? Do you good, like that? Yeah. <laughs> Yours was better, but still.
0: <laughs> well, here's my second favorite. Then. <laughs> <laughs> After meeting Sherman, right? No, no. <laughs> Uh Just Evan and Tara playing off of each other as Peter Pan and Captain Hook in Disney's Peter Pan Jr. Tara, by the way, was Peter Pan. Evan was Captain Hook.
1: We went and watched her fly over the crowd.
0: <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And finally, favorite Hyperion Hub co-host. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Oh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Good night, folks. So the feats of strength began here in the next Okay, I feel better, John. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Good. All right. Now we can all move on <laughs> with our lives. Have a
1: magical day.
0: <laughs> Good. Remember, we do love it and that's why we did create this podcast. It's okay to be critical. It's okay for us not to be happy with all the decisions that are made. Um, but at the same time, we remember why we love it so much and why we study the history and why we, uh, because it's, it's storytelling at its best, in my opinion. All right. Before we let you go, let us remind you that we are on social media. Once again, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can email us as well, podcast at the Hyperion Hub.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been a long episode, but, you know, it's one that we we knew we, we needed to talk about and we hope that everybody enjoys their vacations and enjoys what we bring to the table as well as uh, the mouse as well. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody.
2: We're glad you could join us. We'd love to hear from you. You can email or send us a recorded audio message at podcast at the Hyperion hubcom Find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The Hyperion Hub is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its
0: subsidiaries. We'll meet you next time at the Hyperion Hub.